Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Dun dun. Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. No Tori and B. I took a great vacation, man. Nice. It was it was it was solid. I've, I've been off the grid for two weeks. I've been catching up on everything going on in the news and in media and shit. It's a lot, but um, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Um, I didn't go anywhere. I <laughs> I stayed in New York. Um. I saw I saw Doctor Strange though. I saw Doctor Strange too. Doctor Strange was really good. I really enjoyed that shit. Um, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! How no, did, no, no. How did we feel about um, no, that no post credit scene? I mean, it was cool. I, I like what it's leading to. Okay, I gotta watch the breakdown because honestly, I don't know what the fuck Charlie Theron has to do with anything or what character. The that character, is. her name is Clea. Clea is um, in the comic book, she's a relative of Dormammu. Okay. And um, she actually is from a, like another um, universe, what dimension? Mm-hmm. And she's technically stronger than Doctor Strange. Gotcha. And they wind up becoming lovers. Okay. okay. I mean, if you ain't seen it by the time this episode came out, no, it's they've not my seen, problem. they've seen it. They they've had time. It's not my. It, it's all right. If you haven't seen it by the time you, you catch this, ladies, ladies um, and gentlemen. And you was warned. Spoiler. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for today getting into this album um i i did in my downtime i went back and i listened to a lot of different albums um while i was off the off the grid a little bit and um i landed on this one so i recommended that we do this one uh my name is my name is what we're doing today mm. it's Pusha t's debut album it came out in 2013 um through good music and Def jam of course you had uh features from two chains future big sean chris brown rick ross kendrick lamar pharrell of course um, it was executive produ- produced by Kanye West. Uh, it was marketed as his album, the album of the year is what he called it, self-proclaimed. Um, it debuted at number four, I believe, sold about 74,000 copies. Big album for Push, big coming out party for Push because it was his first album officially without his brother Malice. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we feel about My Name Is My Name? Um, my Name Is My Name spoke volumes to me at this time. Like I think I think our listeners know I'm a huge Pusha T fan. Um whenever like I hear Pusha T, the rapper hands come out. Um I was a huge fan of The Wire. So knowing that like he, he named it after a quote from Marlowe in the T V show The Wire, like had like a huge impact on me. And then knowing that um you know Pusha T's influences are, you know, Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt, um Raekwon's only built for Cuban links. A lot of uh, cool G rap. Um, just, just him like just having like the lore. Like he watches like a lot of like mops of films. So like I kind of relate to Pusha T a lot in the, in the sense of interest. Like obviously I, I don't sell coke, anything like that. Um, you know, for for real or for fake, anything like that. I actually play a cop on television, but uh, I kind of feel like you know um, I just think that Pusha T just 
he like embodies like a certain kind of energy, like a kind of brashness that I just really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And when he raps, like I just like I love it and like I, I like revel in it. And this album, like I was, so, I anticipated it so much. Like I, I don't, th- I think you had to work that day. But remember when, um, I was when I was working, you. you what you was there with Elliot Wilson? Okay. And Danny Brown had a party in Whip, and Pusha T had his album release party at Greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And we started out at, at Whip. And Greenhouse, I don't know if they remember, but they were like upstairs, yeah, downstairs. Upstairs, downstairs. So we started out at Whip, and like we weren't sure we were going to get be able to go to Greenhouse because they were separated. So we left Whip because Danny Brown was like, well, I want to go mm-hmm. see Pusha T. So I, I had to go and um, get Elliot Wilson in that um I went and got him in, and then like I was like, "Oh shit!" A lot of, a lot of my friends are in Pusha T's camp, which I didn't know. Shout out to Mel Hood, and like I got to stand on the couch <laughs> while Pusha T's entire album was played, and, and, and he perform, was performing it too, and perform rapper hands with him. <laughs> yeah, that shit was dope because I I just vividly remember standing next to Pusha at one point, and he was performing Pain, uh, the joint with Future that's on this album. Which I really, which I really enjoy because that beat is crazy. He was performing that, and I'm like, "Yo, where am I right now?" And I was like, kind of drunk. I felt like I was in a fucking movie. Yeah, it was kind of dope. Um, I enjoyed the fuck out of that shit. But bro. yeah, no, that was an interesting I actually, time. I gotta hit up. Remember, um, Lexi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has so. mad like video of it so from I gotta, that day. Yeah, so I gotta ask her if she mm-hmm. like if she still has it or if she deleted it. But uh, but no. So for me, for this album. I remember being a you know really looking forward to this album because obviously I looked I liked Push's work leading up to it. I liked his stuff a lot with Malice. Like I always say, like oh I like Malice more. I like the clips more. But um, I was looking to see what Pusha was gonna be able to do as a solo artist, and I liked and I like his you know the the type of direction that it has, like super simplistic with the barcode on the front. Um, even the artwork that came out, like with there's this image of him like looking up with his hat, and like his eyes are like looking up, and it's a black and white image. Like all the stuff that he chooses, particularly, is like super artsy and minimal. So I always liked that. And then he had this great run with Kanye, of course, mm-hmm. that was um, in 2010 from the My, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy era, which I think is where they really found like their their chemistry together. So I was looking to see what they did with this album. And um and I think with this album, listening back, I could see that like uh he was trying different things. I think he was trying different things and wasn't so sold on like just being in the box of being a coke rapper. I think with this album he was trying to branch out and like, you know, he has the product he's always had the great production. But he worked with Chris Brown and like Big Sean and like all these people that I don't think he would necessarily make records with or go out of his way to make records with. He was working with them. So I thought I, I thought that was interesting. But um, the album itself, we can get into. Mm-hmm. Um, the album kicks off with King Push. It's produced by Kanye West. What you think? Um, this is an amazing song, and I love that. Like, when he opens his shows, this is the first song he performs. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing him perform this song live, and, like, this is, like, his proclamation when he walks out and it's like very very like a powerful kind of like record and I I just enjoy it I enjoy what he talks about on the record um and like it's straight to the point and I think this also for me I, I prefer Pusha and Kanye than Pusha and Pharrell beat, or on Pharrell beats I just think that Pusha and Kanye like Kanye is such a fan of of Pusha that he kind of like gives him beats that like I would like to hear like Biggie on and shit mm. 
I don't I, think Pharrell. I don't think. I think that Pharrell always want a little bro pusher and just tell pusher what he gonna do. You know. You know what's crazy? I think. Um, I actually think that about Kanye and and Pusha. I think. Well, I think. Well, I'll get into that later. I, okay. I won't even. I'll just. I'll get into that later. But King Push itself is a good song. It's a good intro. It's powerful. The production is great. It grabs you from the jump. So that is dope that he opens his shows with it. Um, we'll get into Numbers on the Board, though. Numbers on the Board is produced by Don Cannon, Kanye West, and 88 Keys. Love this beat to this day. This is, I think, one of my favorite songs from Pusha. Um, it's a great It's a great track. The middle, I love how it switches uh, to A Million and One Questions from Hove. Mm-hmm. Um, he sounds amazing on it. It's great. It's great. I Yo, have nothing is, bad to say this about is, this song. This is a great two-song lineup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I just feel like it's, it's like a hip-hop. Like, it's a... It, it makes me... When I hear numbers on the board, it absolutely makes a, makes me think of, like, being in Soho for some reason at that time. Because it's just like, with the fashion, with um, just being in the know, feeling cool, like, mm-hmm. that area. Like, it just feels that way. Mm-hmm. That's that downtown kind of like yo. I'm in the know. I, like I know what I'm like. I know what's going on. I just really enjoyed that time period around the time that this album came out. Yeah. So just being downtown, being in Soho around this time was just a great time. Yeah. Um. I, I agree. I actually remember a lot of that era from when this came out. So um. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Sweet Serenade follows it. <laughs> Features Chris Brown. It's produced by Swiss Beats. This this song is a mess to me. You don't, don't like, like you don't like it? I don't like Sweet Serenade. Oh my God, like I song? love Sweet Serenade. What? I I, the Virginia connection, man. Yeah, that's what it is, but eh, you know. I, I wish they would make more music together. I and then it's also frustrating for me because like Chris Brown is so talented. Yeah. And he just because he's so talented, I think that he feels like he could just fit in any box and it's just like, nah, bro, like like just stay in one box. Mm-hmm. Just stay in one box. Just stay just in great. one for our album at least. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like like I wish he would just take the push of T route and just sing about one thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But he's he's way too talented to do that. I yeah, actually he, think he I, has artist ADD. I actually think Pusha stays sticks to one thing because he's tried different shit and people don't gra- gravitate to it. I don't think so. I think that I think that he he does it to try to he's done it to try to appease people, but I think that he just has more fun rapping about one thing. I don't think it's it's because of the response that that people give. I think that like from his interviews, from what I gather, like obviously we're guessing, but it, it's it comes off like Push is just like he's just like yo, like I actually like this shit, and I think he's a very private person. So I think other aspects of his life he doesn't want to expose. Mm-hmm. Like some people are like like Danny, like Danny says like I want other parts of Pusher. Like talked about, and I'm just like some some artists aren't like that. Like look at Fabulous, yeah, yeah. Like only reason we know Fabulous got a wife and kids and all that shit is because of love of hip hop. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Like you know what I'm saying. Like that's just something. Like some artists just are okay with it. Like I guess it's like them. Like they don't want to break kayfabe, as they say in the re- the wrestling world. Like mm-hmm. like yo, this is my persona, my character, but my real life. Like I don't want you. To yeah, I don't about want. It. And I'm cool with that. It's just about it's just about the levels of entertainment though. Like I, I think. And I have nothing against Pusha doing the coke raps. Like, that's that's his bread and butter. But, like, I just think when he tries different shit, I mean, and this album, I think, is where he tried different shit the most. Um, yeah, he, 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 got, he got in the most pockets, and he gave effort in different in different areas. Mm-hmm. But it just I just wasn't as receptive. And, like, when you listen to his other work down the line, like, it's almost dry. 
he knows what the fuck he's here for. Like, he just is strictly that. And, like, he and, knows. And he fucking delivers. Yeah. So, um, uh, we get into Hold On next, which features Rick Ross. It's produced by Kanye West and Hudson Mohawk. I kind of feel like Ross got him on this. Nah, he did. Yeah. I think Ross did. Yeah. Like Ross, like Ross really like, and it's kind of Ross's bag too. Mm-hmm. And then Ross loves a Kanye beat. Yeah, I think I think Ross. Um, this is probably their best collab, in my opinion. Would you put like Ross is on is on on coke rap? Yeah, he, he is. is in that lane. Okay, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, he definitely is. I think I think this. Uh, and I think, damn, I would love to hear what a Ross and Kanye project would sound like. Uh, amazing. That'd be amazing. I think so too. Did you see what? Did you see him talk about um, working with uh, with Kanye for Devil in the New Dress on the shop? Um, I did. Yeah, that that was cool because he thought that he had it in the bag, and Kanye was yeah. like, "Yo, nah." Yeah, and I think they. Well, I think Kanye would do that anybody, but like a lot of people don't know that Ross and and, and Kanye have like a relationship that dates back to like two thousand. How did that originate again? Um, that song. I'm just doing my job. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ti, yeah, and and, and so Ross was a, a writer and Kanye was a producer, mm-hmm. and like you know they were trying different shit or whatever mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, like they their relationship goes back that far. That's why like I forgot where Kanye like Ross has a verse where he says that like I was I was making songs with Kanye when his when his when show he, was wild yeah. and wide and shit shit like that. Mm-hmm. So his ciphers were easy before his mouth wide. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, different traps. Damn, what song is that again? That is Devil in a New Dress. Oh, wow, okay. look at that guy. <laughs> um, thank you, guy behind the camera. Uh, so, next song is Suicide, which features Ab Liva. Mm. Um, it's produced by Pharrell. One thing Pharrell going to do is always get... He going to fit Ab Liva in there somewhere. Yeah, it was good to hear Ab on, yeah. on this song, too. And I remember like it was it was like a, a re-up gang treat, like mm-hmm. fan treat, like yeah. to hear him on there. Shout out to um, my boy Eastwood. Remember my boy Eastwood? He lives in the building. And oh, like, he yeah, did, he yeah, did yeah. a rapping order with us. Yeah, I'm um, a big Shout out to Eastwood. Like, he's a big Re-Up Gang fan. He's not even a Clips fan. He's a Re-Up Gang fan. That's crazy. Like, he's like That's a, mad niche. Yeah. Like, he's a huge Re-Up Gang fan. And he thinks that the, like, he thinks that no one can touch the Neptunes. And, like, he and he wears BBC, like, exclusively. Like, he's, like, one of those, like, and he's very, very about it. Like, he's not, like. He's very, very about it, but like, yeah, he's not a Clips fan. He's a re-up gang fan. Like, yeah. to this day, he still plays the mixtapes all the time. Um, if Malice was rapping at this time, this definitely would have been a clip song. Yeah. It sounds, the, the production, everything, it sounds mm-hmm. like a clip song. Um, but it's okay. Like, it's it's not really like my cup of tea, this song. Um, 40 Acres, though. 40 Acres features The Dream. It's produced by Rico Beats and The Dream. The Dream is the worst part of this song. I, yeah, I think if he would have... I think... You want to know what's crazy? I think that he should have gave this to a woman to sing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Dream was trying to oversell this chorus. Like, yeah. I, I think he didn't have to try this hard yeah. on this. I think Pusha just liked that. Pusha was just like, yeah, this is cool, but I feel like... I bet you Kanye ain't like it. And Kanye just said, fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kanye actually had... Yeah, he had nothing to do with this song. <laughs> He's not even in the credits at all. I just think I think that like this like I like obviously Dream could write his ass off, but sometimes like he's not needed to sing. Nah, he's not. He's no. not. He's like, a he's a phenomenal writer, yeah. but yeah, he doesn't and then, need to sing. And then also I know that this is like out of like Push's budget, but like I think Beyonce actually would have sang like a really powerful hook for that. And Dream writes beautifully for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It would have worked. Yeah, I could see that I, too. I'm pretty sure like a lot of like there's a lot of reference songs 
of the dream singing, like singing the songs that he wrote for Beyonce. And like until Beyonce puts her stink on it, it's not the same. Yeah. I think Beyonce singing on this hook would have been massive. There like, is a song that he wrote. He wrote Dance for You for Beyonce. And, and um, I heard his version. I really like his version too, though. So that was one. Um, let me see what's next. We got No Regrets. Features Jeezy and Kevin Cosm, who I don't even hear about anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's produced by Hudson Mohawk and B-Works. Um, Hudson Mohawk, man. Mm-hmm. It's, remember when Kanye was just signing producers? Yeah. He was signing... Yo, he was making a couple... Good Music has went through so many eras. It's had like a Hotep era. It had like a... Um, <laughs> it had, it had like an era where it was like the new kids on the block. Tiana Taylor, Big Sean, fucking 2 Chains. Not was new-ish, you know. But like... It it's just went through so much, and then the production, the in-house people that he was signing, it that it was always interesting. Yeah, um, I, I, I enjoyed this one, and obviously, like you know, like this is just like here, like you see Jeezy's name, and you just like Jeezy and Pusha T, and mm-hmm. like you just like your head just inflates, but it really didn't. It didn't do what you wanted. Yeah, it, to do. it didn't do what I like. I, like the song wasn't bad. It just didn't do what I wanted it to do. Yeah. Like I just like when you see those names, you just think like you're just gonna like mm-hmm. pull your head up like Tony Montana, just gonna be white powder all over your face and just wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, nah, they didn't deliver on that one like that. Um, whew. So next song is "Let Me Love You," which features Kelly Rowland. Hate it. It's produced about. It's produced by The Dream and Glass John. I actually like this song. I like this song. I think I don't think. Um, I think this is one of those experiments that he tried. And, you know, I think it was just, he thought it would be cliche and he leaned into it to sound like Mace. Yeah, like, that's my, my point. Like, I just, I would have been okay with him rapping in his regular voice. Mm-hmm. Him rapping like Mace. Yeah. Because he knew it was a Mace. Like, all right, cool. Like, I get it. Like, this is a song, if you go, if you're a ghostwriting for Mace, you would give us him. Yeah. But use your voice, bro. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of fucked with it. I think him and Kelly Rowland had a thing at one point, too, around that time. I don't blame that, man. Kelly yeah. Rowland is fucking fine. She is so fine. Jesus. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. But no, I like this song. I think um I see I understand why people don't like it cuz it is super like it sounds mad. Like you see Pusha T now and this Pusha T like it's just like I just all I like when I heard this song, I could all I could do is just picture this nigga just diddy bopping around the studio and shit like that thinking it was so fly that he did that. Yeah. I just wish somebody told him no. No, I don't know. I know. That. I'm pretty sure Puff heard it and loved it. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Puff Act- heard that shit and loved it. Overacting us. <laughs> um, Who I Am is the next song, and it features Two Chains and Big Sean. I, uh, this is such a throwaway song to me. Uh, Big Sean's verse is so cringy on here. It's, it's a very, I don't know. This song doesn't fit. No, it doesn't fit, and like it kind of. I was kind of confused at the direction. Like I, I remember like um, when I was doing the album review for this, like I was very confused on like who had control of like the the project mm-hmm. because like I felt like yo like there's certain things that like he's trying and I wasn't a fan of it. Like there's certain songs where I'm like, alright, this is absolutely like what I want from him. And otherwise, like with this song, I was just like, there's no reason for this. And I feel like the, like there's this shit that usually Kanye like let slide it doesn't. And I was like, damn, did Kanye like come in at the very end and was too late? Yeah. 
Yeah, and he helped produce this shit. Yeah, it's just I just I, I don't know. And and like I feel like uh I was like, damn, maybe his wish list of artists, like he just was like cause like he mainly like used like good music artists. Like I like Jeezy, Chris Brown, and um Chris Brown and, and Rick Ross are not like they're not Def Jam well I guess his Def Jam label mate, mm-hmm. so that's why that's why that happened. But yeah, I was just confused. Yeah, I don't know I don't know why they did this. But at the same time, those were like artists that were like on a um that he was trying to give exposure to, or they all wanted that same type of exposure. So you had Two Chains, who was a good music affiliate, mm-hmm. and Big Sean, of course. So mm-hmm. I mean, it made sense yeah. at the time. Um, Nostalgia, Nostalgia features Kendrick Lamar. It's produced by Knotts and Kanye. Um, man, shout out to the Dissect Podcast for kind of breathing new life into this song and to into Kendrick's verse in particular. They did like a really great uh, dissertation of uh, of of Kendrick's verse and the double meanings and um and all the hidden mean, hidden meanings that people didn't really catch on to. And this song is almost ten years old, so yeah. it's kind of crazy. Um, I think it sucks that there's two songs on this album where my man Pusha T got got. And this lets you guys know, like I am not like like I love Pusha T, but I definitely admit it when my man's got got and Pusha T. Got got by Kendrick on this song, yeah. even though like Pusha like wrapped his ass off. What Kendrick did mm-hmm. on on nostalgia is something that like ten years later we we just realized like that he that he was doing certain things on that song, and maybe it's just coincidence. Mm-hmm. But that coincidence is just too good, and that's the reason why Kendrick Lamar is a Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah, man, that shit, and that's why that's why niggas like Kendrick they go away. They go away. They, you know, they disappear. You can't write content like this and put out albums every year. It's just impossible. No, of course not. You gotta like sit, live some life, and and then put out an album. He been he been gone for five years. And he got and he got to add up all the shit he be rapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Niggas gotta do the math properly yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. For it real. It takes time. That shit takes time. Man. Yo, bro. Like. There's, like when they when they be dissecting Kendrick songs like like on the song that he has with Beyonce and they were saying that he was doing um, a freedom? countdown yeah on yeah. freedom he does a countdown and then when he gets to five um, after five he stops doing a countdown and then like it's still a countdown but like instead of saying the number four he uses he uses four and and three like three two and one in a different way like as far as like like he just like works it into the sentence to count mm-hmm. the thing. To count it down, so uh, it's just a huge coincidence that this nigga is just just rapping and, and like using numbers, or like he just is the mathematician, and this is what takes him so long to give us albums. Yeah, he got to count and make, and make sure his math is right. He's not trying to end up like Foxy. Oh uh, man, remember when Foxy's people called me stupid? Oh wait, why? For, for, for Pop Tarts, because uh, I, I said that her math was wrong. Oh, from um, affirmative from, action. Yeah, affirmative action. I said yeah. that Foxy's math was wrong, and they was like, "Actually, dickhead." <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Shout out to Fox. Um, yeah, I ain't know Foxy fans was that much. Yo, they are. They really are. Because it's a little bit of like the barbs too. Um, that love Foxy, but uh, yeah, Nostalgia is a classic record. Videos, videos, amazing, simple, black and white. Um, that'll take us into Pain. Pain features Future. It's produced by Kanye West and No ID. I didn't know No ID actually had part partake in that one. Um, I did not like Pain. 
I like pain. That beat is crazy. I like the beat, but I just like I don't. I think that should have been a future song. It probably was. I like the beat and I like the hook. It probably was. This but was, I just didn't like push on it. This was 2013 future. Yeah. Interesting. 2013 future future was like I was I was a fan of future like Dirty Sprite one future so yeah like, I was I was cool Tony Montana like all that shit you mm-hmm. know I like Pluto I like Future First album a lot. But. Um yeah no Pain Pain was a good song to me I don't think it's not your typical pusher song either at all. It's not. I'm okay with traditional put. This is why, like, I champion Daytona so much, and I and and I love his almost dry so much. Mm-hmm. I'm completely fine with him just staying in the lane of that he is and giving us smaller, like, smaller track albums. I'm completely fine with it. Some people might not, but you know what? Every certain things have like a like a little niche, yeah, or whatever like that. Like, you know, I look at Pusha T the same way how some people might look at like genres of film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, for real. Um, and I. I look at rap like that. Yeah. I, I look at rap like that in general. But, like, I think I think Pusha, for the angle that he's taking, he doesn't need longer albums. Yeah. Like, I think 10 tracks is good for him. Yeah, at the most. Yeah. 10 tracks Ten is tracks good. It's, it. it's a nice little, like, it's a taste. It's a snippet of, like, that world of whatever he's trying to sell you, mm-hmm. whatever. It, it, that's, like, the sweet spot for his uh, Yeah, his I'm cool with that shit. Um, the album rounds up with Snitch. Mm-hmm. Features Pharrell, Clever. one of the best hooks in rap. Yeah, I, I love think, this yeah. hook. And the fact that, like you know, it was a, it was a true story about a mutual friend that Pharrell and Pusha T had, mm-hmm. and and basically, as we know, Pharrell was just like, yeah, man, this nigga's doing what I would do, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> pretty much. But 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 because he was yeah. in the game, Pharrell has never been in the game. This particular friend was in the game, and Pusha T was like, "Damn, like I can't fuck with this dude mm-hmm. no more." So it made him think of the story, like think of this person and tell the story. And Pharrell was relating the message to Pusha. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I think when they when they were in the creative process of this, I remember Pharrell saying a story of like how he called Pusha, and was just like, "Sorry, nigga, I'm trying to come home." And mm-hmm. he was like, "What?" He was like, "That's the hook." It's like that's it, like snitch. That's the hook. I think that's hilarious. That that's amazing, because yeah. like the like Pharrell always has like these. I love Pharrell's creative stories because it's always in some way that type of thing, where like yeah, yeah him he in always the studio, has he always has like some big, big like, like breakdown like 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 he like, did with Jay when he stole that fucking extra record on the Black album for Lucifer. What extra record? He you remember on the Black album it was only supposed to be one producer per track. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he had oh. changed clothes. Yeah. And then he, he came and back. And he got Allure. And I got Allure. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. not Lucifer, guys. Allure. Yeah. 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 So he had changed clothes and he had Allure. And the way that he had to sell Allure because he had changed clothes, which is like probably the least, my least favorite song on Right. On we didn't even album. need changed clothes. Jay, mm-hmm. Jay just could have got rid of it. I think they knew it was going to be a single. Mm-hmm. But um, he, he sold it because it was Carlito's way. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. It was the end of Carlito's yeah. way. And yeah. He was like, "Yo, this is because you know Jay's bro, when he first started, like the person, it was Carlito's way. It was um, Goodfellas, Goodfellas. You know, it was casino. it was a couple things. Casino. It was a couple things that like he was using to tell his to tell the stories and everything like that. So mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was a cool concept. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish, I would love for Jay <laughs> to make one last volume. Volume. Four. I would love a volume. Like a volume four. four. A volume four would make sense. You know, I him and his like, wife. They love that number. 
Yeah, I would love a Four value. Four would be a great yeah. roundup. I would love a value for you. I would I would sell Rob's organs for volume four. Damn. <laughs> I'm not selling mine. I think um, volume four would be, I mean, what do you think he would talk about? What do you think would be, would you, okay, so would you like another volume four or another blueprint? No, I would, no, I don't want, I think that we should only have one blueprint. But... I don't I'm cool. Want I'm, I'm cool with him giving us more blueprints, only because like we've seen J, we've seen different eras of Hove's life mm-hmm. where blueprints were necessary. So like the first blueprint was like the blueprint to the you know not just the success, but like where he was. You could say, and it's open for interpretation. The blueprint of like the soul, like rapping over these soul samples and giving you ushering in a new way of rap. Um, blueprint two. What what would you say the blueprint was for that? The overall blueprint was for blueprint two. I'm not here with you, so I don't agree because I'm not, like I only wanted we. I really don't. I think there was no reason for blueprint two. I think I think now if, if Jay had better hindsight, he would have made the blueprint a deluxe album and re released it. If he was smart, we would have never got blueprint yeah, three. We actually got blueprint two point one. Yeah, we got blueprint. Blueprint two, Blueprint two point one. I think I think that was just his ego because Guru said you gotta do a double album because Pac and Biggie did double albums. Probably Ice Cube did a double album. Like Probably. he just gave him the whole rundown. But Blueprint two is some of his best rapping. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is those songs were like were supposed to go like they were like left over from the Blueprint sessions. Mm-hmm. Except for I think except for the Blueprint two song, mm-hmm. right? I think that was the only song that he like still he recorded later because it was said that he lost you know the battle. But I really, really think in my hardest of hearts that he would have been better off just releasing a deluxe album. Yo, loyal whole fans, you hear you hear how he phrased that sentence? Cause it was said that he lost the battle. Not that he lost the battle. It was said that he lost the battle. I, don't, I just want to I, I didn't feel that he lost. You don't feel he lost the battle? No. Are you saying so if you you saying you don't feel he lost the battle? Are you counting the overall battle? Or are you saying... Because I'm saying a battle itself. Are you talking about the battle of the beats when it was Ether versus Super Ugly? Or are you talking about overall? Not... I'm not saying overall. Oh, okay. Overall would go no, into I'm career. Asking you. No, no, what, no, no. I'm talking about... There's two things I'm talking about. There was a battle of the beats. The, the, the legendary moment, Angie Martinez Angie played Martinez. Ether, mm-hmm. Super Ugly. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that. I'll mm-hmm. agree to that. Jay lost that battle of the beats. Okay. Now we talk about the overall battle. I'm not talking about like their careers, because we all know that Jay won the career wise. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like if we talk about the overall battle, I feel that Takeover is the better diss song than either. That's my it personal is. opinion. It is. So I feel like Jay won. Well, that's the better record. But like, yeah, I guess yeah, the battle of the beats was what I was talking about because he lost. Right. Okay. So like battle a, of the beats, he that did was lose. a city. That yeah. was a city vote. That was a city vote. Super and super ugly is not a better diss record than either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I yeah. do admit that I'm not that crazy. Okay, All right, I was just seeing because right. I mean I'm a whole fan too, but I, be, I don't know. I got you know, I got I got some footage of you not being be, a whole Avenger. I you know I just challenge it. I just challenge. I got plenty fans. of footage, man, of you of you. I like to challenge whole fans of your of your whole Avenger um, status being put in the question. That's all, man. I mean, and people, what they going? Who going to check me? Oh wow, who going to check me? Um, but anyway, back to this album, right? Yeah. We can give our overall rating for this album. Uh, we ended off on Snitch. Snitch ends off the album in a very, very great way. This album is really short, too. 46 minutes, 12 tracks. Um, 
How we feel? What's your overall rating for my I name see is my name? I want to see something real quick. Mm-hmm. Remember I did the album review, right? Mm-hmm. I do not remember what my review, my 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 rating was for it. So I want to say it was like a three and a half. Oh, yeah. Was that fair? Because you remember at that time, I was like a violent Pusha T fan. So let's see. Let's see. Nine years ago. Did I even have it up here? Maybe maybe we didn't even have the option for it. Uh, yeah, I don't even have anything up here for it. But I feel like it was a three and a half. Yeah, I don't know why it's not up here. Maybe that was like when we didn't have like the proper. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. Long story short, um, I give I give my name is my name a three, and I'm gonna say it for multiple reasons. Um, over time, the more I listen to this album, there's a handful of songs from this from this project that I absolutely love and can't live without. And then there's some songs on here I'll never ever need to hear again, right? Mm-hmm. And then as we as time has gone on, we've gotten other projects and I've gotten better examples of Pusha T as a solo artist. And mm-hmm. he's I'll say this much, he's gotten better, mm-hmm. which is amazing because some artists, you know, they kinda lose it and he's getting sharper, he's getting better. And I think that's also because he knows that like his brother, um, his brother is nice, and the fact that like his brother takes so much time off from rapping, but any time that they get on a song together or, or he raps, he whips his ass, yeah, that pow, ass. pow pow. So I think that keeps I, I think you know still sharp and still. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I also think that he he continues to get better because I think that he wants Hove to respond every time he asks him for a verse. Yeah, yeah Hove yeah. has not told him no yet. Yeah. That's that's something that's crazy because two chains can't even get Jay Z to respond to his emails. But it's the and and it's <laughs> it's the powers that be too with, with with push. Like I think he's been he's had he's had the type of blessings that most rappers would kill for. You know you got you got this alignment with Pharrell and the Neptunes. There's great chemistry with them. You got great chemistry with Kanye, and it's been something that a lot of he's able to get calls and you know. Kind of use these relationships that people just other rappers just can't get, mm. you know. So like he's in a very unique place, and he's been in the game for over twenty years now. Mm. Um, How many waffles you giving it? I'm giving it. I'm gonna get this album a two and a half. Ooh, goddamn, yeah, nigga! I give it a two and a half. Okay. I think I think with with push, like I I haven't I've always said I'm not the biggest push fan, and this album. This album kind of solidifies that in a lot of ways. I think his his best album to date is It's Almost Dry. Better I think there yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's better than Daytona. I think I think he's rapping a lot better. I think um I think he's leaning more into why he's around and why he's here. I love that. Um I think with this album he wasn't sure yet. There's a lot of things on here that he tried that he just wasn't successful at. And it solidifies the fact that it's not his lane. So he had to try it to know it's not his lane. Mm. And this is his first attempt with not with being without his brother, like officially. So it was him like kinda not necessarily without the training wheels, but just out there on his own. Like I like when you listen to artists when they're on their own, like for example, I mean, I know Beyonce used to give examples early on when she had to go perform without Destiny's Shell and be like, yo, it was so weird to be on a stage by myself and look to my left and right and I'm like it's just me in the crowd yeah. or Justin Timberlake has talked about that being in sync or whatever man Justin Timberlake was fucking he wanted to get rid of them niggas man <laughs> um so so I think 
seeing artists do that, step out on their own, is is brave, but it also comes with them finding their way. And I don't think Pusha was there yet, and I think he's still finding his way, even this late into his career, which puts him in a rare spot because um, people... The next generation after us, Gen Z, mm-hmm. takes a like and a push because he's with these producers that they like. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, he's in a fountain of youth forever. Yeah, like he knows Nico. Yeah, exactly. You know? I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it puts him in a unique spot. He just didn't have it all the way right with this album. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's our rating, two and a half. I said two and a half, right? Yeah, you said two and a half. Two and a half. Three. three. So I guess that averages to a two point. Two or three fourths, you know. Um, and that's that on that. I'm first class Reg, and I'm Tori and V. We out of here. <laughs>